Hello, and welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different cities, are at three different life stages, and have three different perspectives. They are excited to learn and grow alongside of you. This is a space full of love and acceptance, no judgment, because let's face it, we all sleep in our makeup. Please welcome Lauren, Megan, and Kristen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week. Today, we have a guest with us, Kia Stevens. She is a wife and mom of two who is passionate about helping women know God as father. For this reason, she created the Father Swap blog to help women exchange their father wounds for the love of God the Father. Kia is also the founder of Entrusted Women, which she created to equip Christian women communicators of color. In addition to these ministries, Kia faithfully serves in Bible study fellowship in her local church in Atlanta, Georgia. When Kia is not writing or serving women, she enjoys spending quality time with her family and friends. Kia will be releasing her first book, which we'll talk about today, Overcoming Father Wounds in the Spring of 2023. So make sure to look out for that. And we hope you enjoy getting to know Kia as much as we did. Thank you. Hey, Lulu. Hey. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to another week of the podcast. We are without Kristen today, but we do have a guest. So welcome, Kia. We're so excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. It's always great to meet Instagram friends. That's right. (laughs) And actually talk in real life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so nice because we do sister chats too, but it's always refreshing to have guests on here and just learn um, so much from people out there. So we appreciate you so much. And I have to say my son's name is Kai, spelled K-A-I, but a lot of people misspell it to K-I-A, like you. (laughs) That's funny. You know, I use my, um, I use Kia the car as a mnemonic device when I meet people and I say, oh, it's Kia, like the car. Yeah. Yeah. Most most people never forget when I say that. So, but I know it doesn't work for your son because it's kind. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, if you would, I know that we kind of gave a short bio for you, but let's just dive in. And if you'll share with our listeners who Kia is and your kind of backstory, and then we'll kind of dive into all the exciting things that you have going on. Sure. Well, I am a wife of 18 years. I'm a believer. Let me start there. I'm a believer, I'm a lover of Jesus Christ and a mama to two boys, tweens and a, a tween and a teen. Nice. So I'm a little bit <laughs> crazy most of the time, but uh, my journey into public online ministry started about six years ago. I had this desire to write a book uh, for women with father wounds. And my little book that I had, it um, died on the external hard drive, which was the only place that I had it. Oh, and um, oh no. I, I know, but God works all things together, right? Yes. So um, <laughs> he did. And um, a friend suggested uh, while I was knee deep in depression, because I had worked on that book for about um, about two decades. And wow. she said, well, why don't you turn it into a blog? And it really was the best thing that I could have done. So I started the Father Swamp blog to help women exchange their father wounds for the love of God the Father. And it really gave me an opportunity to connect with the women I believe God was calling me to reach out to, to love on them, to listen to their um, their hurts and their pains, to respond to their emails. Um, so that was really a, um, a great 
shift that I wasn't expecting, but God already had in, in store for me. And then while I was on that journey, I also realized that um, I didn't see, and you guys have to forgive me, I have a slight cold too, and I'm so sorry. No, uh, I was like we all, we all do. <laughs> Never ending. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I didn't see a lot of faces that look like mine, a lot of brown girls. So I ended up starting a ministry, an unexpected ministry called Entrusted Women to help equip Christian women communicators of color. And it's just been such a blessing for me. And along the way, I have written for Proverbs 31, which is where you all found me, Mm -hmm. I believe, Um, beloved women when they were um, an everyday devotional and you may have found me on YouVersion or YouTube or, you know, just all things online. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you would, you mentioned the Father Swap blog. Can you um, dive into that a little bit deeper? What exactly is that? Sure. Well, I... First of all, the name, I was going to do something like the Father Exchange, but then my husband was like, that's lame. And (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, lame? What are you talking about? He said the Father Swap. Um, And I was like, okay, it's a little edgy. And I went with it, not in the sense that you can swap out your father for (laughs) a better version or someone with the qualities that you would want them to have, but you can exchange your wounds. You can um, lay those at the foot of the cross Mm -hmm. and um, in exchange receive the love of God and allow him to fill the voids that your your earthly father, your biological father did not feel uh, for whatever reason. And so- on that blog, I talked about relationships with the opposite sex because that is, for me, an obvious area that uh, women with father wounds tend to struggle with. I talk about your relationship with God, um, as well as forgiveness, emotional healing, and um, just the fathers, relationships between fathers and daughters. Wow. That's really cool. I love that. What- yeah, I love the name. Good job, husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling my little yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's definitely catchy, you know. So yeah. I like well, that. I had I oh I, excuse I was saying I I had I did another interview and um the lady was like and tell me what the name of your blog is again and so I told her and she was like Father Swap well where can I get one of those because I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. She was being sarcastic, but you know, I think she said that because she really kind of meant that, that she was letting me know there were some wounds in her, her life um, as well. Yeah. Wow. Well, what an awesome resource for, for people that relate to that. And I think, unfortunately, there's a good amount out there, you know, so that's really cool. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. And then you also mentioned, um, the entrusted woman for women of color. So let's talk more about that too. (laughs) Sure. You know, I honestly, I started it because I would, when I first, when I first started blogging, I would join these link ups. And so this may be kind of archaic. I don't know if people even do it anymore, but a link up would be something that a blogger would host on their site. And then you could come and link your blog in hopes that the last person who linked would go and and give you some comments and then um, you would give the next person some comments. So anyway, there was a way to kind of boost your exposure of your blog. Anyways, so I would do that. 
I know. <laughs> and I found myself just looking for other brown faces uh-huh. um, and, and just really didn't see that many. And even when I went to I went to She Speaks and I you could count on, you know, maybe two hands how many people of color were there. And so the Lord just began to birth this burden in my heart for yeah. other women writers and speakers that look like me. And I vacillated back and forth, you know, a lot because I was like, oh my gosh, you know, if I do this, I had gathered, a, I mean, or, or accumulated, that's not the right word, but it's the only word that's coming to mind, a lot of blogger friends that were white women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, I don't want people to think this is reverse racism or, you know, she's, that that's not the heart of God. You shouldn't do that. Um, if I create a, a space just for communicators of color, I, I really wrestled with that. And, um, it was actually during the time where there was a lot of unrest in our country and um, a lot of pain that I knew um, people of color were experiencing while also still being in this kind of dual place of communicating the gospel, but then also hurting. Um, And so out of that, I was just like, okay, God, I'm going to create this group. And it's been so amazing to see that there were other women that were looking for a space like that, that were wanting to connect with other writers and speakers of color. Um, It's really changed me because I was thinking a person of color is just a black person. But what I've discovered is that, um, no, that's not accurate. There are Asian people of color. There are Native American people of color. There are Latina people of color and Indian people of color and Mm -hmm. it really has broadened um my understanding you know of of the gospel where where god says every tribe and every nation and every tongue um that's really what the gospel what the body of christ is supposed to look like um and so uh it's just been a beautiful beautiful journey for me um we are now ministry we've had conferences and uh we have a membership site and in a Facebook group and we're loving on each other and celebrating each other's successes and cheering one another on. And it's crazy that a few years ago it was non-existent. So I just love how God can take our little and make it much. He can take just a seed of an idea and, and grow it into something you never expected it would be. I love that. That's so awesome. I just like this podcast. Just like, (laughs) girl, I slept slept in my makeup. <laughs> yes. I just got I just got chills. So besides you kind of learning about, you know, the what your definition of color meant, if you could and I'm putting you on the spot here, but if you could think of kind of one unexpected either like lesson or thing that's come from interested woman, what would you say? Oh, I think I would say that um when you when you lay your your desires down um for the sake and cause of christ uh god really will give you the the desires of your heart and you know that's scripture but i i've lived it because my goal has always been was always at at the beginning it was i want a trade book i want to write this book for women with father wounds and so you know, through two decades and, and through losing my my book 
that I was going to present at She Speaks on my mm-hmm. external hard drive, you know, and then starting this this Facebook group. It started as a Facebook group uh, that really began to take over. There was a season of my life where I was not talking about father wounds at all. And all I was doing was serving this community that I believe God uh, called me to serve through um, hosting interviews and workshops and and loving on the women virtually. Um, I felt like um, my trade book was was on the back burner and and it was a thing of the past and it wasn't going to happen. And out of by God's sovereignty, I got an e introduction from, to a acquisitions editor for Ravel Books wow. um, from a friend within the community that wanted to meet me because they knew I was the leader of Entrusted Women. And wow. so I talked to her for about forty five minutes about this group and and you know would this publishing house be willing to you know come and speak to our ladies blah blah blah. And she after that forty five minute mark she said. I spent a lot of time learning about Kia Stevens, the leader of Entrusted Women. I think um, I'd like to, I I figured I needed to learn about Kia Stevens, the writer. So I went over to your blog and I read one of your most recent articles and I like your writing. And I was like, oh my God, what are you saying? You know, and um, from there that beget my publishing journey, but but it wow. wasn't anything that I pursued or went after initially. Initially, I did, but mm-hmm. it died. It it died a good death, and I thought it was completely dead, you know. But God resurrected it in His time, in His way, and um, I mean, I would just say that to anybody. Um, it's so hard to surrender. It's so mm-hmm. hard to surrender our will to the will of the Father, but. I'm confident that his will is far greater than anything we would even be able to dream up on our own, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's even so true. better. Like we can't even imagine it. <laughs> yeah. Can imagine. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. I love stories like that because you can look back and realize like he had the better plan all along, yeah. even in the moments <laughs> when you were like, I don't understand what you're doing, God. Um, yeah, so that's so really cool. And I did want to back up a little bit because we did find you through initially through a, a blog that you wrote for Proverbs 31 Ministries. And it was all about, you know, when I think the title was when pain prompts us to cry out to God. Yeah. And I wanted to touch base on that. But also, like, where did your writing come from? Did you always love to write from a <laughs> like a kid? Or is it something you developed? I'd love to know. That is so funny. I literally had this conversation with my 11-year-old, who, for the record, is going to be a better writer than I will ever be. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just want to have this somewhere so I can go back and find it when when he's 40, if Jesus doesn't come back. But um, (laughs) he was saying, Mommy, when you were little, did you used to read books? And I was like, you know what? Um, I said, I did read. And he said, well, what books did you read? And I was like, I don't know. I I think I did more writing. And so the reality is when I was little, I was writing plays. I wrote plays. I filled up the pages of my journals. I have 
books and books and stacks and stacks of journals, which I said I'm going to burn before I get too old to remember that I have them because I don't want anybody to read what's in them. But, you know, <laughs> that I was doing that type of writing. I would write plays and, and put these plays on. I've been doing that since I was oh, probably... Cute. 12 or 13 I did it in high school like high school productions I put on productions at my church I did it for my little elementary school kids when I was a teacher and I did it for my other church so I mean I've just been putting on plays um and I think what I loved about the plays was the dialogue the dialogue between the characters and yeah. and just what were they thinking what were they feeling why would what would prompt her to say that um and so in my writing i think i kind of bring that into my writing where i let the reader know what's going on in my brain which is a lot it could be scary and might not be anybody <laughs> to jesus I'm like i'm trying to find jesus but i'm stuck in her brain but no 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 sorry but no i i do try to bring the reader in and and let you know what I'm what I'm feeling what am I seeing what am I um you know um the five senses sight hear smell yeah I don't know the other ones but touch so it it I have not been trained I'm an elementary school teacher by trade oh cool and um most of my writing just comes from um my journal yeah and, you know my I thoughts and wa- reading other people, watching other people and, and stuff. I love that. My yeah. six-year-old um, loves to – I don't know if she's writing plays yet, but she does this thing that reminded me of what you were talking about. I feel like she'll end up doing stuff like that because she'll have me – she can't fully write yet, but she'll have mm-hmm. me – she'll tell me what dialogue to put, and then she'll make me and my husband like be a part of some play with <laughs> her and – my three-year-old and it's like the funniest and cutest thing ever <laughs> it sounds she sounds like a, a child after my own heart yeah um, mm-hmm. yeah when, when I was an educator oh excuse me well I was gonna say when I was an educator um there was a psychologist by the name of Howard Gardner and he um talked about these intelligences, these intelligence types. Oh. So you could be um, logical, mathematical, or you could be naturalistic. Um, like logical, mathematical would be math, and uh-huh. then you could be naturalistic. You're good with nature, or bodily kinesthetic is good with ath- athleticism. But there was also interpersonal and intrapersonal. One of those is really people smart. Yeah. Um, where you just have an understanding of what people's, um, let's say, their little nuances that they might do with their body language. You can detect sadness or joy or you just understand that. And so I, that could be something that she has going on. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I think she for sure does my husband she's like my husband's little mini me and he for sure has that so I can see it in her too um that's so cool well and then to jump back into when pain prompts us to cry out to God it I I wish I could like read it but it's way too long (laughs) to read on here um so we'll just have to share it in like the show notes obviously you know our listeners know that we've everybody's experienced a lot of pain but uh, specifically surrounding our mom so this blog spoke a lot to us and I wanted to get kind of your point of view like what prompted you to write it and I I can read this line we do not know why God allows pain to exist but we do know he always has a purpose for everything and he never wastes Mm -hmm. hurt 
So I was just curious if there, you know, if you, anything you wanted to share within your life that has really taught you that. Sure. Well, and I, just for the listeners who haven't read the uh, post, I was outside trimming a juniper bush uh-huh. and didn't didn't know that there was a hornet's nest oh, on the ju- no. on the juniper bush so I snapped I really thought I was doing something I snapped this juniper bush and those hornets went boom and they had hit they had stuck their little whatever stingers into my leg so quick it was like three three or four of them and that oh. pain was ridiculous and I cried out in a way I did not care I was in the front yard of our house I was stomping around and I mean just doing everything just um in so much pain I didn't care who saw me or what I looked like (laughs) and and later on after I thought about that you know I, I realized that is the response that we all have when we are in pain. Um, and we cry out in a way that's so different than we would if, if it wasn't painful, if it wasn't excruciating, um, which reminds me that God is doing something, uh, when we're crying out in pain, he's, he's drawing us closer to him. He's reminding us that we, he is God and we are not, he's causing us to be dependent upon him in a way that we probably would not be if that pain wasn't there. Um, so I think that's what I was talking about. And, you know, I'm, I'm smack dab in that right now. I'm in a season right now that's like, Jesus, Oh my God, do you love me? No, I know he loves me, but I know what you but mean. there is there is um grace that I've experienced that I, I know I would not have. Um I've leaned into him in a way that I, I would not have. In fact, I, I was talking to my kids in the car the other day and I quoted off a of scripture. I was quoting Romans twelve, one through two, and my eleven year old again, he said, Mommy, how do you how do you have that scripture memorized? Wait, sorry. I just have to interrupt you. <laughs> so I just started, I haven't memorized verses since I was like in middle school mm-hmm. and two of my childhood friends and I decided we were going to start doing this and I'm only three into it. I started the beginning of the year and it takes mm-hmm. me about a week for each verse, but that verse is my second one that I memorized. This, That's this crazy. Is so crazy. Weird. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. That works. Right. Okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. Um, but I was telling him, um, you know, sometimes you go through things and all you can do is read over the pages of scripture over and over and over again. And and that's part of the reason mommy has scripture memorized is because that has been my go-to. His word has been my bread. His word has been the healing balm that I apply to my soul over and over again, when I don't want to take another step, don't want to get out of the bed, don't want to brush my teeth, don't want to, you know, function. I, you know, go to the pages of scripture right, right now, you know, periodically I read, um, Psalms 121. Um, it says, 
I look to the hills from whence cometh my help. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. And you read that over and over and over again. Pain will do that. Continual, perpetual, unending pain will prompt you to go to the Lord and really Mm -hmm. allow his word to be living water for your soul, which is what Mm -hmm. it's designed to be anyways. But when everything is great, sometimes we don't even think about God. It's like, okay, I rather look at yeah, yes. Instagram or Facebook or something. But when we're in pain, we're desperate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we go to the word, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, so that's true. kind of something I'm experiencing presently. <laughs> yeah. No, me, yes. me too. I would say like, I totally relate with you. I think through my mom's passing, like that had, it really pushed me to look at my life in a new way mm-hmm. and realize that I was like using God more than I was going to him and trying to help him. And like the pain is what really made me dive deep into the Bible. And it's like my living, like you said, it's like my live, how I breathe, honestly. So Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for it. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just don't know how anybody gets through pain without it to be honest. (laughs) Right. Well, I think, I mean, people probably go to substitutes, Mm -hmm. but the thing about substitutes is that they're only going to be effective momentarily. If you can even call that effective, if you're going to something to anesthetize the pain, like alcohol or a man or a woman or a a substance or a television show or whatever, all of those things are going to require more and more um, application or or, or however they're being used in order to continue to numb the pain. And so it's it's better to go to God. You yeah, know, because those those things can have negative lasting effects. But the other thing I was going to say is that there's a perspective that you also have in pain that gives you more compassion for other people when they're hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can empathize in a way that you wouldn't have had you not tasted the bitterness of pain. Yeah. Um And I'm I'm sure you all have experienced that, you know, just with counseling other people who are grieving or have experienced loss, there is a a level of encouragement that you can offer just because you have weathered it. You have actually tasted it and walked through it and you are continuing to walk through it, Mm -hmm. you know, even as we speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And I know we're kind of, we kind of worked backwards on this, this interview, but I'm just curious if you don't mind sharing just kind of your testimony and is, is God something that you were raised with? Is it, when did you really kind of step into that? And um, yeah, if you'll just share that with us. Sure. I am the granddaughter of a Baptist pastor. I'm, I'm a, a GPK. GPK. <laughs> GPK. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I've been in the church literally my entire life. I probably got saved at eight. Mm-hmm. But my journey with the Lord in terms of just really understanding that it's about a relationship with God, I, I like to say it's kind of evolved. It's really evolved in I think I've I've gone through the legalistic stage, mm-hmm. um, the perfectionistic stage where I'm trying to dot all my I's and cross all my T's and go to church on Sunday and go to Sunday school and go to midweek and, you know, do all these things. And then, you know, repent when I sin or be ashamed when I, all those types of things. But now I feel like I'm 
at a place where I'm really allowing God to be my father. I've learned in my latter years, you know, that God really wants to be there for everything, you know, that I can talk to him about everything. And so I do. I I used to be ashamed, but, you know, in, in the car, that's a time where I talk to God and I'm like, well, people can think I'm maybe I'm on my Bluetooth. (laughs) I do the same thing. (laughs) But I'm like really talking to him at just like I'm talking to you about the situations in my in my life and and what Mm -hmm. do you think about this and how should I proceed and you know just really making it a personal relationship and I'm so grateful. I'm so Mm -hmm. grateful that we serve a living God. We serve a God that can identify with all of our our feelings and our emotions, that we don't have a stoic God or a, a cement God, but we have a God who is relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's kind of how I evolved into where I am now. But I think I got saved at eight. Yeah. So I could take communion. I wanted to yes. take communion because all my other friends were they were taking communion and I was like, if I don't get that little white cracker, I am not gonna make it. I love it. Gonna, and the grape juice, if I don't get to taste that, like everybody else, I'm not gonna be happy. I love, I love the honesty. But, I was looking forward to that cracker too, I remember. Yes. <laughs> finally get to so funny. Did you grow up in Atlanta, Kia? I did not. I'm originally from Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, oh bye. yeah. Oh, yes. I'm a Texas girl. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, are from we're, Austin. We're all from. Oh, my gosh. Look uh-huh. at that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have annoyed my husband. I can sing the um, Texas are Texas. Oh, hell, the mighty state. You know, I, he, you know how they say Texans, you can't, we're prideful and you can't tell us anything. That's yes. Who I love it. I've kind of been in some relationships, but, but Jesus has saved me. So. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Before we close up, I want you, I want to discuss your new exciting news of an upcoming book release next year, right? Yes, I'm super excited. Um, We're currently deciding on the title, but it will be for women with father wounds. And it's going to be released on March 7th, 2023. So I'm super excited and humbled and broken and, you know, just um, really honored to be writing about this this book and what God has done in my life since I started the blog and really desire to help women, however they have experienced father wounds, whether it be by way of divorce, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, drug addiction, a physically present but emotionally absent father. If they have experienced wounds on any end of the continuum, I'm writing a book for them. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm writing a book for you if you're listening, um, and I would be honored if you would check it out um, when it releases. Yeah, yeah. we would love to. And that's beautiful. beautiful. That's so exciting. Congratulations. And I'd love to have you on again when it launches. Um, yes. That yes. is so I'm gonna cool. Tell my assistant. Yeah. yeah. And what, um, how do people get involved with the interested women and kind of get their voice out there for people of color that you were talking about? Is there a specific, a best way to, to get involved in that? 
Sure. Um, you can go to, for anything, you can go to Kia Stevens, www.kiastevens.com. And there is a link in the tab for if you're dealing with father wounds for the Father Swap blog, there's a link in the tab for Entrusted Women. And when you get over to Entrusted Women, there is a page that says, uh, join us, I believe. Um, and you can just click there and join the Facebook group and um, so cool. come connect with the community of women that are ready to love on you. So yeah, that's all things common oh and I also wanted to say that I have a podcast for um, hope for women with father wounds and so if um, women would like to awesome. listen to more content specifically on this subject you can uh, find that podcast at kiastevens.com as well so awesome yeah it really is well you're just such a bright light in this world and Aww. you certainly you certainly drew us in just from your writing and on the devotionals and about the father thing. I just think that's so cool because I think sometimes I would imagine that it's like, well, nobody can replace. I don't, I guess I, I just love that there's a space for that because I think sometimes okay. when you are wounded from that, it's like, well, how can this, how could God replace what my dad, oh, yeah. my earthly father was supposed to do, but he obviously he can. And so I just, I just love it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, that that whole concept of knowing God as Father can be really ambiguous and really frustrating for a lot of people um, yes. for the very reason that mm -hmm. you just mentioned, that it just doesn't seem uh, realistic or possible. It requires us to reframe our expectation of who God will be in our life. No, it's not going to look like a biological father, but as we come to know God based on the attributes that he's revealed to us in his word that God is accessible, that God is everywhere, that God is patient, God is love, God is kind. As we reframe that, we are enabled to see him in our everyday lives and know that he was the catalyst behind XYZ that happened in our life. It wasn't happenstance or a coincidence. That was God. You know, God protected me. God loved on me. God provided for me. And those are all the attributes of a good father. Totally. And he's all we need, you know? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time, Kia. And it was such a pleasure getting to know you and learn your story and everything that you have going on. We're really cheering you on with your new book too. Yeah. So um, we hope that you just have a blessed and amazing year. And if you would, um, we love to close out our episodes with a prayer. Is that something that you would mind doing for us? I'd love to. I'd be honored to. Awesome. God, well, I just thank you so much for this podcast. And um, I'm, I'm so blessed to be connected um, with these ladies, God. And I pray, Lord, for the listeners, if there's anyone who is experiencing pain and they're frustrated and the pain is excruciating and they're tired, and they're discouraged. If that's you, if you're listening to me, I pray King Jesus that you would shower them with love, that you would remind them that they are not forgotten, that they are not invisible to you. They are not unseen, that their pain matters and that you hear them. God, I pray that you would love on them in such a way that they would know you were right there with them, walking through them through the difficult and painful places of their lives. And I pray that in time, 
that you would give them peace, that you would give them comfort, that you would give them perspective, that you would help them to draw near to you, God, and that you would draw near to them, Lord. I pray, Father, for relief. God, I pray that you would cause the pain to cease, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I just thank you, God, that in time, you will cause them to see the purpose for their pain. I honor you, God, and I bless you. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. (laughs) That was beautiful. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Kia. Um, We're so appreciative and we hope we get to to get to keep getting to know you. If you ever move back to Texas, I'm over. I'm in the (laughs) Dallas area. So. Yes. Okay. No. We can get cowboy hats and cowboy boots and go on over to Cowtown. There you go. Yeah. I went to TCU. So. Oh my God. You're a horn frog. Yeah. I'm a horn frog. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. It's a small world. Okay. Definitely. We'll have to connect. I would love that. (laughs) Well, thanks. For sure. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great week. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to another week of Girl I Slept in My Makeup. If you like us, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to learn more about us or get in touch with us, go to our website, girlisleptinmymakeup.com, where you'll also find links to our Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And yeah, make it a great week. God bless.